how many customers can we they say last round was 13 million um you know that should last us say two to three years if say hundred thousand dollars how many customers can be can be can be acquired you are listening to conversations with nathan latka now if you're hearing this it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed to subscribe go to getlatka.com when you subscribe you won't hear ads like this one you'll get the full interviews right now you're only hearing partial interviews and you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders thinkers and people i find interesting like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Prayag Narula. He's the founder and executive chairman of Lead Genius, a customized B2B contact and company data company. Before founding Lead Genius in 2011, he worked at Finland's top research institute as an expert in ubiquitous interaction and built mobile applications and embedded systems in Delhi's startup scene. He's the author of several book chapters and papers on human computer interaction, computer networks, and network security. Prayag, you ready to take us to the top? I'm excited. All right. Very good. So tell us what Lead Genius is doing and what's your revenue model? Are you pure play SaaS? Yes, so it's a SaaS-based revenue model. What we do is we help large-scale sales and marketing companies manage their uh, manage their sales and marketing data. So if you're a large company, you have a ton of uh, sales and marketing data that you're managing, and you need, we come in and, 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 and we do that for you. Okay, so, I mean, it's a manual process or it's SaaS? You're, you're, you're using machine learning, AI, et cetera? Yes, so it's a, it's a SaaS model. Um, we use a combination of AI, but then we augment it with what, what we call crowdsourcing. That's my research area from, from Berkeley coming into picture. So we augment AI with actual human intelligence to, uh, to solve our uh, customers' problems. So Prayag, give me, I'm sure you have a huge range here, but for the sake of our time constraints today, what would you say that the sweet spot is for you? So on average, what's the company going to pay you per year to use your technology? Uh, the comp- so, uh, as you said, it is a big range, but I think the on the low end, anywhere between you know two to three thousand dollars a month on a high end. So that becomes you know what like thirty forty thousand dollars a year on the high end, which a lot of our customers are could be you know high six figures and even seven figure contracts. Okay, if I did though force you into kind of a sweet spot though, I mean, is ten grand a month, hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, kind of a sweet spot? Uh, I think I think five to ten grand a month, uh, six, uh, seven to ten grand a month is probably useful. okay. Fair enough. So let's dive in. Let's dive into that use case. So someone that comes in is paying you seven thousand dollars per month. What are they getting for that? Is it based off number of leads you're analyzing, or what are the things you price against? Yeah. So it's the amount of data that we manage for you, right? And it usually is based on uh, amount of data you have or the amount of data you need, which directly relates to 
you know, what is, um, what is the size of the sales team you have, how much marketing campaigns you're running, and uh, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, so since these contracts are we talking about, you know, five, seven grand, they're like, you know, high, high five figures, we'll do some sort of a custom pricing. And we'll come up with a pricing that actually makes sense to you um, uh, based on your need. We, we, we hate overselling. Um, so uh, typically it will be based on your, your, your requirement. Okay. And what year did you found the company in? Uh, the company was founded in 2011. Uh, the product incidentally came to market in about 2013. Okay, so what did you know as you were building the product in 2011 and 2013? Was the first line of code in 2011? Yes. Okay, and the first sale was 2013. Yes. That's okay. Correct. <laughs> how much did you guys sink into the business, right? Building your MVP in terms of how much cash it took you to build. Um. So we were graduate students. Uh, so it was three of us, and then there was one other uh, that we had hired. And so it was probably about a few hundred thousand dollars, like two or three hundred thousand dollars, but it wasn't it wasn't that much. Okay, especially so, in the VC term, it wasn't that much. Well, yes, you know, you guys were students, right? So where'd you get three hundred thousand from? Did you raise on day one? Uh, no. So we got some money from Y Combinator. Uh, so we had this idea. So we raised some grant money, which was not enough, but it was like you know a few thousand dollars that kept us going while we were in graduate school. And then uh, we joined uh, an incubator called Y Combinator. They again gave us, you know, 10, 15 grand. Uh, not enough, but kept us going for another few months. And then we raised some money from, from some small investors. Okay. So to date, how much total into the company? Uh, we've raised about, uh, about $25 million. Okay. So why did you need to raise that much and take all that dilution? Why do you need so much cash to build this? It's a very competitive market. Um, and uh, we have been investing a lot in growth. Um, you know, so cost of acquisition of customers is higher. Uh, you know, we are doing some interesting stuff in technology that has never been done before, especially this idea of like, you know, actual human interacting embedded into technology, not as a services field, but actually embedded into the technology that came out again, our, our research at Berkeley, um, you know, requires a bunch of, uh, you know, good high-tech, good engineering team to build. So um, mostly it's to acquire customers and to build the technology. Okay, so you, you mentioned CAC as you were talking about your costs, right? So to get a new $7,000 a month account or $84,000 first year ACV, how much will you spend up front to get that customer? Um, you know, good, I think twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 is probably, uh, probably something we'll spend, yeah. Okay, that's not a bad CAC at all. That's a payback period of like three or four months. Most people in this market, they're looking at 12 to 18 month payback periods. Right, but uh, remember like when you say most people, their ACVs are probably like smaller smaller than ours. So it's a lot more, you know, in a lot more transactional model, um, you know, 12 months is, is, is a lot more common, but in more quote-unquote enterprise sales, uh, you know, six months is, is pretty common. Now, I would, I would actually argue the opposite. On smaller transactional sales, payback period is typically shorter. On big enterprise accounts that are usually stickier, you have a longer lifetime value, so you can validate a higher CAC. So you're willing to pay first month ACV or two years of, of, of you know, you know, first year contract value and second year contract. Um, so it's because it's a cash flow situation, right? Like if you are paying, if the customer is, 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 is paying you, you know, uh, if a customer is paying you say five, $6,000, uh, a month, the CAC can be in high, 
you know, high, high to mid to high five, five figures. You can pay $25,000, $35,000. Um, if you are a transactional business, you're probably spending, uh, you know, anywhere between three dollars to $5,000, but the customer is paying you, um, you know, a few hundred dollars a month. So, um, but... Where do you, you know, get that data from? Sorry, I've, I've never heard of a ratio like that. Where, who are you citing there? Where are you getting that data from? I, 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 I'm, I'm citing it at the top of my head. So I, this is not the right data uh, or at least not the, the cited data. But, I'm just uh, arguing you've raised so much. I'm trying to figure out why you're not being more aggressive on CAC. If I was in your shoes and your churn was low and you've raised 25 million bucks so you can bridge a cash gap, I'd be spending one to two months of lifetime value. Sorry, one to two years of lifetime value to get a customer, which in your case would be 80 to $160,000 to get a customer. Um, eighty to hundred thousand dollars. So how many customers can we raise, um, after spending, I mean, uh, how much, how many customers can be raised based on, you know, remember this $25 million is not being raised over, it's raised over like, you know, six, seven years, right? Uh, so six years, how many customers can be, they say last round was 13 million. Um, you know, that should last us say two to three years. If say hundred thousand dollars, how many customers can be can be can be acquired? On, on, well, yeah, that's a that's a question. It's a question for you, not me. Right. So there's a limited number of customers, right? There's a limited number of customers that you can acquire. Um, uh, it's yes, we can, sometimes we are aggressive, uh, but honestly, like twenty five thirty thousand dollars is, is is pretty high for a cap. Um, yeah, but CAC, CAC in itself, though, is not, in my opinion, CAC in itself is not relevant. CAC that relative to how much cash you get from the customer in the first year is what's relevant. So I guess what I'm hearing you say is y- you feel like you're being aggressive at a four-month payback period. You pay twenty five grand to get a $7,000 a month customer. You get paid back in four months. You feel like you are being aggressive on CAC. I think we're aggressive on CAC because, honestly, like a cost to like acquiring a $30,000, $30, that's a lot to pay. For, for an app, and that's an average customer, right? Like half of them are going to pay uh, pay us over a lot a lot longer, right? So, um, and sometimes, honestly, like seven thousand. So here's one thing that you that I probably didn't make myself clear on. It's seven thousand dollars. It's not seven thousand dollars off the bat. It will start at a much lower rate, and say two to three thousand dollars, and then it will increase as the customers expand. So what is average first year? What is average first year ACV? 20 or 30,000? Yeah, somewhere around that. Okay, so if you're spending 25,000 to get a $25,000. Probably like more, but yeah. So uh, yeah, so 30 to 30, 30 to 40,000, 30 to $40,000. Yeah, so uh, Prague, if you're spending 25 grand to get a $30,000 customer, your payback is about a year. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, In the first year, in the first year though. Right. Yes. Well, yeah, that's when CAC is spent on day zero. So all you care, I mean, of course it's the first year. That's how you would measure. That's how you calculate profitability on this, on the, on the sale. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's, let's get off that for a second. It's helpful to understand that though. So help me understand what the team looks like today. How many folks on the team? We have about, uh, 60 odd people around the world. Six zero. Yeah. How many engineers? About a product team of about 15 people. Okay. And do you have any quota carrying reps or no? We do have quota carrying reps, yeah. We have a sales team of about about 10 to 15-ish people also. Okay. And they all carry a quota? Not all of them carry a quota. Well, uh, not all of them carry a quota in dollars. What do you mean by that? Some some quota carriers have uh, opportunity, number of opportunities that they need to build. And some quota carriers have, uh, you know, they are based on active, well, 
Uh, so we have part of our sales team is is uh, kind of managing some sort of the delivery. So that includes renewals. So they'll their quota would be based on how many renewals, how much upgrade, so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Let's go back to day one. So 2011, you're coding. 2013, you get it out to market. You spend 200, 300 grand to build the MVP. Do you remember that beautiful first sale? Who was it to and how'd you get them? Um, so, you know, businesses are not straightforward, right? So our first sale, which we made, was not for Lead Genius. It was for a very different product that we were building. That happened... So we initially built the technology first and we license the technology to anyone who wants to use it, right? Whether it's sales and marketing, whether it's finance, whether it's something else, uh, you know, they chose. Um, and as they, um, as, they as, as we built the technology, we thought the technology itself was, go was going to sell itself. So the first sale and the first few sales we made was kind of providing the technology directly through an API. Um, that was already in 20, I think it was the end of 2011. There was some Australian company that bought our product for $6,000 for three months, I think. Okay. And then fast forward to today, how many customers are you serving? About 250 customers or so. Okay. 250. Yeah. And when you look at kind of your growth trajectory, so over the past 12 months, is most of your growth coming from upselling older customers or adding new customers altogether? I think upsell is a big part of our growth. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, 30 to 40% probably comes from upsell, if not more. Okay, that's pretty good. Now, can I do this math? You told us earlier, kind of ARPU average was to call it seven grand a month across 250 mm -hmm. customers. That would put you at like 1.7 million a month in revenue. Is that right? No, I, I don't think that's, uh, th we are about, I think about half of that. Okay, so then ARPU is more like $3,500 per month across 250 customers. Across 250 customers, yes, but about across a target segment, which is more mid-market and enterprise. That's, what's Fair that's where we spend. All our tax is spent on acquiring those customers. Fair enough. Okay, so monthly revenue today is more like 800000 bucks a month, something like that. Okay, and if that's the case, where were you about a year ago? Do you remember? Uh, we're about, I think we were doing like, I don't know, like, five, 600K, somewhere around that 600K. Okay. So if you were at like, you know, 600K, obviously going up to 800 is, is fine for like a growth, like a bootstrap company, but for a venture backed company, it's not great growth. Why aren't you growing faster? I think we, so we have uh, pivoted our business model from uh, supplying primarily to SMBs and now supplying to, uh, moving kind of entire go-to-market from selling to SMB to selling to mid-market enterprise. So we have seen a lot more growth in our mid-market and enterprise customers. That's kind of where our uh, our mindset is. Um, so that growth is, 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 is a lot better. But, you know, in that, when you stop focusing on part of the market, that, uh, that market kind of either goes away or at least the growth slows down. So, so Priya, your, your logo churn then might be pretty high because you're churning off cheaper customers, but your revenue churn should still be pretty healthy. So if you look at gross revenue churn over the past 12 months, what would you pin that at? Things like the revenue churn? Gross revenue churn, yeah. Gross revenue churn. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't have those numbers at the top of my head, but like 70%, uh, sorry, 30%. 
Yeah. Okay. And does yeah. does the expansion revenue more than make up that thirty percent hole? It makes up for most of it. Okay. If not all. So when would you think you can get to the point where you're at a hundred percent net revenue retention? It sounds like you're flirting with it right now. Yes. Oh, hopefully by early next year. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. That's good. All right. Um, last question here before we wrap up. Um, uh, boards. How do you manage your board? So is it five, seven people? Yeah. So we have a four person board, uh, four, four voting people and two observers. Um, so six person board. Um, board is there to, to, to help you, right? So one of the things that I've learned is always be honest with your board. Just, just tell them what it's like, especially like be upfront in the bad news. Um, don't try to hide anything because boards usually, especially professional boards, would not like surprises. So mm-hmm. don't surprise the board would be, would be kind of my, is my mantra. <laughs> and I assume you probably do this like quarterly or something. When's your next board meeting? Uh, yeah, we do. So we just wrapped up one uh, two weeks ago. Um, two or three weeks ago. So next would be next quarter. I don't know if we have we have time on the calendar. We don't have a, a board, a, a recurring board meeting. We should probably do that, but we basically set it up every quarter, beginning of the quarter. Yep. Okay. Good. So so next one might be like right before the holidays or something. Right. So it'll probably be like middle of, middle of October. Oh, middle October. So you do one every like two months, then one or two months if you just finished one. No, it's the timing thing because like the, the first one we were able to, we had to delay it because people were on summer vacations. Got it. Uh, so we had to do, uh, you know, we couldn't do it for, for the time that we wanted. So that got delayed to so the next one, but we would want it to get back on track. And Prag, last question here before we wrap up with a famous five. Um, how aggressive are you being with burn? I mean, are you cool burning 300, 400 grand a month or what are you guys at? No, no. I, I think burn is, uh, our burn is a lot lower than that. It's probably like half of what you're mentioning, um, even less than that. Um, we are cognizant of our burn, especially when you're, you know, when you're, when you're not growing at 100%, you need to keep your burn under control. So that's what, that's what we've been doing. So now, but we are so, slowly accelerating that to, to bring the growth um, as we are seeing a lot more traction in enterprise and mid, uh, mid-market, large customers, we're going to spend a lot more money there. So, so projection is that might go up. Okay, but right now it sounds like it's about 100K a month, something like that. A little over that, somewhere between 100, 200. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? Hard Things About Hard Things, Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, CEO I'm following or studying? Adam Levy, Bob. Number uh, three, what is your favorite online tool for building your company? online tool for building my company. Um, any open source tool out there. Pick one. Django. Python Django. Django. Number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? Uh, six hours. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, sing- uh, married with kids. How many kiddos? One, kid. one. One kid. And how old are you? Uh, I am 35. 35. Take us home. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, you can always ask and aspire for more than you think you can. 
Guys always go for more founded and started writing the code in 2011. They spent about 200, 300 grand on the MVP, got their first paying customer in 2013. Now today serving about 250 customers at about three, $4,000 per month, doing $800,000 per month on revenue up from call it $600,000 per month, just a year ago. It's about 50% year over year growth. They've raised 25 million bucks to grow this company. Again, really enriching and helping people understand what their leads look like, what the email addresses are, keeping their data in the CRMs accurate uh, as they look to continue to scale. Uh, Prayag, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Ed.